Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Champagne Wives podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And I'm your co-host, Nicole. Hey, gals. Hi. How are you? Oh, not doing good. Okay. Okay. This week, I actually have some something to talk about. I'm not doing good. Oh, okay. Jeez. I just have a cold. Okay. And you know how I get, when I get your cold, mm-hmm. I lose my voice. Mm-hmm. So voice is just now starting to come back. Mm-hmm. But it's just been a rough weekend. Okay. So we had a great weekend. Yeah. Had, you know, spent a lot of spent quality time with family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really great weekend, you as you know, um, but ended up getting sick after that. Mm-hmm. So I am pushing through. I'm I'm operating at about an 85% capacity tonight. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll take 85. 85. It's a tag in, tag out. So if the voice decides that it's done for the day. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always losing my voice. <laughs> See, there it goes. I, there it goes. Okay. I just don't understand why I always lose my voice. It's like literally a thing. But girl, here's a funny story. So yesterday. Have a sip of champagne. Maybe that will help. I had like four sips already. Okay. It's actually made me making it worse because <laughs> okay. I was good okay. until you I started actually, drinking. You were good. I was good. So uh, so yesterday I had no voice. Today, my boss scheduled a call between like the team, me, her, and like another one of my peers. Mm-hmm. So why all three of us, none of us had a voice between all three of us. Voiceless in Seattle. Voiceless in Seattle. <laughs> Voiceless in Florida. Texas and uh, Colorado, where mm-hmm. we all live, like completely voiceless, yeah. all three of us. So we were on the call, like talking like this, but worse because like we're going in and out, could barely hear each other. But it was funny. But yeah, so trying to get myself back, mm-hmm. I guess, to 100 percent. But okay. I'm here. I made it. So yesterday she calls me before we're supposed to record. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, girl. <laughs> like, wait, wait. You don't sound good. Do you have to do that? Do you have to do the invitation? Do you have to? It just is that necessary? Just a little bit. But it was just, I've never heard your voice that bad. Really? Never heard it that bad. We've had to cancel a lot of times because I don't have a voice. I just think maybe you've texted me and not like, oh, maybe I called you. Okay, well, maybe I wanted to call you to show you that I wasn't just bullshit. I was like, oh, she calling me to let me know she for real, for real. That's what it was. I called you to let you know that I wasn't bullshit because you know I will lose a voice. Yeah, but the quickness. My voice is the first thing to go to, but not that bad. Yeah, not that I lose bad. It that hard. Really I lose. Bad. I lose it terribly. But you know, y'all know I already had like some respiratory issues. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been coughing like for the last two episodes at least. <laughs> I've been coughing on the mic, coughing in the studio. Right. Um, but it was manageable. Like it, the mucus was like white. I was just waiting. What are we talking? I know. But I'm just saying, sometimes, you know, it takes a long time for coughs to go away. That's true. They could be But I knew that it wasn't infected because, again, the condition of the the mucus. And I didn't have any fevers or any any other symptoms. Right. But then after this weekend, it actually took a turn for the worst. So Mm. I had to reach out to my my nurse bestie. No, my nurse bestie. (laughs) Who told me, you know, some medicines to get some right. over the counter medicines to mm-hmm. take? So, feeling a little bit better, but yeah, that's 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 where I'm at right now. Well, glad you're on the up and up. Appreciate it, boo. Um, and glad that we're here. Mm-hmm. We made it. I'm pushing. How was your weekend? By definition, um, should have been really good. What? Should have had a good weekend. A really. Great I mean, weekend. yeah. You know what? It's interesting. This weekend. <laughs> I actually like I didn't do much. I stayed in Mm -hmm. Um, Friday, Saturday. I stayed in and was like really happy to do that. Um, I didn't have my kids this weekend. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, I think the natural inclination is to go out and like seize the moment and yeah. do all these things. I'm a touch. Just yeah, you're good. Okay. You're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> the natural inclination is just to be out and about. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt naturally inclined to stay inside. And, um, you know, sometimes that's a test because I am a busy body, as you know. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to just prove yeah. to myself that I could stay put. Yeah. Uh, and pardon me, my eyelash is doing some things. So if I like get stuck with my eye and you see it on camera or you see it, okay. just know that your eye, eye I'm girl, okay. Trust me, I had to relinquish the lashes and, and free myself, child, because... I get it. I got you. If I see it slipping, if I'll you let you know. Well, yeah, you see it slipping or, or you just see or, me yeah, ripping because it's yeah. like not letting go. And if I look distracted, I apologize. It's We're in Texas, as you know, and the heat wave of heat waves continues. Um, and my AC in the upstairs um, Girl, decided to poop the bed. That. So I have my AC guy there now trying to look at it. Just hopefully it's just a block of ice around the coil. and We just need to defrost it. But if I look distracted or looking at my phone, that's what it is. Anyway. Well, you can't go without AC in Texas, child. Like, you just cannot. It's not even an option. No. Not like, an it's option. Actually, if I understand it correctly, there are certain states in the country that if you don't have, you don't necessarily have to have heat, but if you don't have AC, it's considered illegal if you're a landlord. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I think should know that, Texas is one of them. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think your units are okay. I should know. I'm, I'm, being that I'm a real estate agent. I just never. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking you're talking about a real estate table. <laughs> right. I should know that, but yes. that's new to me. Child. I mean, don't quote me on it. Okay. You know, I was like, I didn't learn that in school. But I know like up north, they're like, if you don't have heat, you don't necessarily have to have AC, but if you don't have heat, it's mm. illegal and you could be called a slim lord. Anyway, so weekend was calm. Um, spent <laughs> some time trying to just make sure that the kids, um, their affairs were in order as mm. we got, we get ready. School starts next week. I don't even yes. know how this is even possible, but school starts next week. So just wanted to make sure that we had our clothes or back to school clothes. Oh, you did all that? that? I mean, I did a, a haul. Did you? Oh, I you just ordered. Okay. I just ordered. I know. I'm too late. So I'm going to have to go out and actually... You're, I don't know Girl, if you're too late. I have, But I have not been like out school shopping mm. for clothes in a long time. I always do my shopping online. But this year, I feel like it's it's snuck on me because mm -hmm. we're starting earlier mm -hmm. than we usually do. But I think if you were to shop tomorrow, you have you have less... You're just about a week. You can get stuff in time. But yeah, I would have to pay $30 for expedited shipping. Who shipping, can that? Shipping is not seven days. And then I got to try clothes on my girl because these kids then grew. You know, my kids my kids spent a, uh, a, a summer with their grandmother. So they've been just doing whatever they wanted to do. So <laughs> Just like, eating and growing. Girl, eating and growing. <laughs> I don't know what size these children are anymore. Child, I need to try Fair. on clothes. Fair. Um, so, yeah, just a, a chill weekend. Um, spent a lot of time scrolling the nets and got... Pulled into dark feminine power TikTok hmm. and then resulted in me just cleaning house <laughs> personally, which was kind of cool yeah. and refreshing. You like to clean the, the algorithm every you now and every, I do. I just let it clean itself out, Joe. Yeah, I like I, to. Like, I don't want to miss something on the old algorithm. <laughs> and I'm, we're going to talk about the algorithm. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Leave algorithm. Leave my algorithm alone, child. So... There are a couple of pages that we share on account of the the podcast, and um, we'll talk TikTok. There's the TikTok IG Champagne Wives podcast, um, TikTok handle, not IG Champagne Wives podcast, and then I have my own private 
TikTok, but we can both see each other. I, like we I can we both, can both see, see CWP. CWP. Yeah, she can't see my personal stuff, but yeah. we can both see CWP. And the CWP timeline is just full of, we talked about this, but it's full of just scary shit. It is. People going missing. Like all kind of shit. CSI, ID channel type shit. They call it like TikTok investigates. Yes. (laughs) Is that what they call it? That's what I'll be watching. I'm tired of you. I know it's sad. And that's why that's why I be up at night, eyes wide open, like can't go to sleep because my anxiety is just throwing a high alert child because I just saw some shit on TikTok that got my nerves bad. No. I can't help it. No. We, it's entertaining, but you, it's like it's so entertaining that you can't take your eye you for me. To. Like you I can't I, sometimes I have to, but for the most part, I love that kind of stuff. So I don't mess with the algorithm. All yeah. I do is post the Please don't. The I think you know at I, this point not I to mess right. with my I algorithm. Was, I, like, I, I only see the stories that pop up while I'm waiting for the reels or the stories and to I love upload. you for that because it's like a baby with a passive like, You know that I like my algorithm. She does not mess with my algorithm. Like, she I'm just lets me have I don't it. like anything. I don't swipe. I don't do you anything. Don't do anything. She just, just lets me have the algorithm and I don't go and do nothing. She just posts and leave me alone. That's friendship. That's friendship. I appreciate. Cheers, babe. I appreciate that. <laughs> the fact that you don't mess up my algorithm is always the same. I, always the same. It starts where tra- I left it. <laughs> it. Starts back where I left it. Oh, it does. Every time. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, good weekend. Uh, really good weekend. And um, like I said, it's still hot. We're still dying over here. Uh, but shout out to all of y'all who have actually like tapped in to the conversation around reinventing yourself. Um, every once in a while we check the numbers and y'all are really listening to that episode. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. We have a lot of nuggets that we were able to pull from that. Y'all are really loving the reels. You're loving the episode. Um, you're loving to listen to it a little bit more than you're loving to watch it, but, um, yeah, love it either rides to it from where Mm -hmm. that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Your entertainment purposes only. Exactly. Exactly. We're your commute besties. Right. Um, But when we ended the conversation last week, um, we started talking a little bit about Sukihana. Mm -hmm. Remember um, Sukihana, who I'm sure she rose to fame in other ways. But um, the way that I learned about Sukihana was from Love and Hip Hop Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, I think, was maybe on for one or two seasons. Mm -hmm. And she was an up and coming rapper from... um, the surrounding area it, of Miami. I don't oh, know. really? Was she from? I thought she was from Philly. No, no, no. She maybe she's from Philly, but I mean, oh. I thought she was from. Don't quote me if anybody that is listening or watching from Miami, but she was from. Oh, she like, was in like the the Love and Hip Hop Miami franchise. franchise. Yeah. Okay, okay. And um, and she's from one of the surrounding areas that are a little rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. Um, up and coming rapper. Um. And was provocative on the show mm-hmm. um, and overtly sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she lasted maybe more than two seasons, if mm-hmm. I research it correctly. Nevertheless, uh, we she kind of went away and then kind of came back. Yeah. Like three years or so later, came back. I'm not sure what prompted her resurgence. Um, but most recently, uh, there's some footage uh, that showcases her in front of Buckingham Palace. She did a tour, a Euro tour, and spent some time in London and was, I guess, videoed leaving Buckingham Palace saying the most vulgar of things after Mm -hmm. she posed in front of the palace for some pictures. Yeah. Um, And it begs the question just around 
social responsibility. Um, that was a good one. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> social you. responsibility as um, as people of color, specifically black people, right? Yeah. Um, especially when you're a celebrity um, and you have a position and a platform. And do we bear as people of color, but we're going to speak specifically just, you know, to to black people. But no, we can keep the conversation of it's fine as people of color, brown people, marginalized people. Do we have a responsibility to kind of carry the race, carry the gender, carry the ethnicity on our back and make sure that we're putting a good foot forward? Or should we just be moving, living experiencing this world and this new space and platform that we have authentically? I think sec the second part, yes. Mm -hmm. But, the well, the second option. But, I mean, uh, that doesn't mean that you go out and act ass. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, we talked about reinvention last episode topic. And we talked about just being who you want to be, being, you know, yourself, Right. Um, so I do think that people, specifically people of color, because we have a history of not being able to like show up as our most true and authentic selves mm -hmm. should be able to move throughout this world how they want to. Yeah. Um, but what she did was ridiculous. Like, I think there's there there should be like some type of parameters of like how far you will go mm -hmm. you know what I mean to each his own I mean I am very I feel like liberal in allowing people to like be them be themselves do what they want to do like as long as you're not like impacting me or mine then live your best life but I do think that like at a certain point when I got some shit to say like it's just like you have gone ex entirely too far like that's ignorance yeah I don't like ignorance mm. um I do though think that with a certain level of notoriety celebrity there is um some responsibility but i just think that the time that we're living in the times that we're living in is just it's so different and it's not about you know class in a lot of instances you know class and style and grace a lot of it's about the shock value the raunchiness who could be the loudest, who could be the most vulgar, who could be the most provocative. Um, and that's unfortunate. But I think that, you know, for me and mine, like I, you know, I have, we both have daughters. Mm -hmm. And so in what I try to do is, you know, obviously be that example for for my child. And I know like some celebrities have said in the past, like, I am not role. I don't want to be a role model for your child. I don't want to be a role model for your kids. Um, and I agree, like you should be your own kids role models. And then also I control what my child consume, my children consume. Mm -hmm. Like there ain't no goddamn way. Like I'm letting them listen, listen to some of these songs. Of course, not watching the videos. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I do think there's a certain level of responsibility that we as black women especially have um, when we make it to a certain point in terms of, you know, fame and notoriety. Um, but I also feel like there's space for everybody's personality. Mm -hmm. So there's people in the world that that are from where Suki is from mm -hmm. and act how she acts and identify with that, right? There's people in the world who look at us and, you know, we come from similar backgrounds as we do mm -hmm. and act how we act and, you know, 
um, enjoy the content that we put out. And so I think we need to be mindful and cognizant of that as well. But I want to, it's a slippery slope because I don't want to be like, don't be yourself because right. that's just, I think, playing into the system mm-hmm. and a race. Because, you know, we've always been told that we have to act better, be calm, be mm-hmm. more proper. You know what I mean? So I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't want to get into that either. But yeah. yeah, there's some level of responsibility that we have to have. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I do think there's a level of responsibility um, that we do have to have or that celebrities need to have as they are ascending and taking, you know, and getting larger platforms. Um, it, I, I'm conflicted because a lot of things that I preach here at home, at work are around being the most authentic <laughs> version of yourself and authenticity. Right. Exactly. And um, I feel that my opinion on this is is in contradiction of that. But I do think that there is something to be said about striking that healthy balance around not going as far as like Sukihana went or even, you know, we can name out artists like Cardi. Right. Um, but not necessarily being on the other side where you just like don't allow your personality to show at all because you are trying to appease the social constructs or fit fit within the social constructs. Yeah. And if there's a celebrity that I think probably does it the best, and you know, I'm I'm biased. There's two mm-hmm. who I think do it really well: Beyonce and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I think they do it very well in that they are able to Rihanna probably a little bit more than Beyonce. Cause I yeah. do think the Beyonce is still very um, curated and produced when it comes to her image and what mm-hmm. she allows out. But I get that she's a mother of three and, and she's like a mega celebrity. Like, well, and she's so on a Rihanna whole new Chanel. level. That's true. I, she they, they, that's true. Know, she is. We, we, we've uh, not to say anything from her. That's true. <laughs> she absolutely is. But they do it a little differently. Mm-hmm. They do it a little differently. Um, and I completely understand why and how Beyonce chooses. She's had her life play out publicly. Rihanna has had a lot of things in her life play out publicly and as she's well. A lot, she's a little bit younger, younger too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the amount of demure that Beyonce has might not necessarily be there with Rihanna, but then again, as, a, as an island girl, a Caribbean gal, I don't know if she plans on having that much, right? Mm-hmm. Demure, but she's gonna. She's very clear on making sure that she does things her way. But I don't think she would ever cross that line yeah. the way that we've seen that we've seen, say, a Cardi or we've seen a Sukihana do it. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, I I do believe as as role models, even as at times provocative Rihanna can be. There's a lot about Rihanna that women and young girls can look up to um, in terms of the entrepreneurial spirit, the um, the, the boss bitch mentality, mm-hmm. the um, having dreams and like right. working hard Starting from the bottom. Now yeah. we're here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And I feel like when you've maybe accomplished that, maybe you can literally show your ass. Or at least like you're on a path to accomplishing that. Um, So there's definitely levels to it is what I would say. Um, But when depending on the level that you're at, I do think that there's probably 
and especially to your point in this world where there's so much shock va value and the shock factor is yeah. what actually gets clicks and views. And we know that firsthand, right? With yeah. some of the reels and the content that we've that we've dropped. Um, there's there's still a level of social responsibility that it, that needs to exist. Um, but I don't know. She again, it, there's a market for that. There's mm -hmm. obviously. Yep. And I think for, you know. I think even though there's a market for everyone to talk about reinvention again, there's nothing wrong, I feel like, with aspiring to do more. So even though you may be, mm -hmm. you know, in a position like maybe Sukiyana was in the past from the hood and just kind of like out there, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it's okay to aspire to do and become more and have role models that mm -hmm. don't necessarily emulate, you know, mm -hmm. where you are, your upbringing, et cetera. Um, so I think that when you know better, you do better. And I say that all the time. Um, and so I think it's also beneficial to have just, you know, people on on both sides through all, mm -hmm. I mean, in, in all facets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I say that during, during the podcast with um, with crew season when um, this is named Otis OT mm -hmm. was talking about like the Instagram models and like how now the good girls are trying to dress like the models and oh, you're and, putting it differently and post news it differently. on and social media. But <laughs> yeah. that's true. But like, I think the, um, I think the, what do you call it? The standard mm -hmm. has changed. Mm -hmm. From like the 90s, right? So 90s, again, you had like the Halle Berry's, the Robin Givens. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot just more, you know, natural, classy, mm -hmm. covered beauty standards, mm -hmm. right? And so that has transformed and transitioned over, you mm -hmm. know, the last, I don't know, 30 years um, to where we are right now. And it just seems like the standard that was in the 90s is now like the new all. Mm -hmm. Like if you see somebody who's not showing their ass, right. who's covered, yeah. who's, you know, not completely made up or have, you know, these different yep. add-ons, BBLs or whatever the case may be that people have, then we're like, wow, right. we're amazed by that. But I remember a time. They're unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember a time when that was the standard. Mm. Um, and I think social media has played a lot into that as well. I mean, and also, I think social media brings you into people's lives, mm -hmm. their living rooms. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Because even I wasn't aware of all these things that I'm aware of now. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So I think uh, social media has created a platform where people can show you mm -hmm. where they from, right. what they do, who they are. Um, and I understand that. I don't understand just doing it for a check. Mm -hmm. Like I really will not, I will not like somebody right. who do, totally does not their personality. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to do that, but they're doing it just because they think they can get a rise out of people in right. a quick dollar. Right. I don't respect that. Like I say all the time for us in like where we are, I really it's important to me that we stay true to who we are mm -hmm. and you know, where we are in life. And mm -hmm. so if it takes a longer time or if it is, is another route, mm -hmm. then I'm okay with that because I don't want to do anything that one doesn't align to like my beliefs and values. Mm -hmm. And then two, that do something embarrassing, you know, towards my family mm -hmm. or, you know, something Your that kids. like, yeah, my daughters, my daughter would feel embarrassed about looking up to me mm -hmm. about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just if you're doing it just for a check, I don't respect that. Yeah, not at all. And <laughs> it's not that I want to sit here and say because I was scrolling the internet's today during the five minutes of time that I had free. Girl, literally. <sighs> and I saw. And I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to like ask the question. But I saw. Maybe it was on Cardi's, maybe it was on Offset's, but they were rooftop, probably in the second tower, the Palms Hotel um, in Vegas. And all you saw were cheeks clapping in a thong bathing suit in a pool. And I just said, and, and you know, she's there, he's there. And I just, you know, again, like, where's the social responsibility, A, like, what are we glorifying? Yeah. What are we glorifying here? Like, are we trying to glorify, like, the relationship? My man, my man, my man. Um, are we trying... Or the BBL. To, like, are we trying to glorify the BBL? Are we trying to promote the hotel? Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, the first thing that came to mind for me was culture. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that came to mind. Um, <clears throat> and Offset's kids. Yeah. And not that we want to, like, turn this whole conversation into, you know, a celebrity thing, because we won't. Um, But it's just, even when we think about some of the things that, like, have come, um, that we've said during this podcast, when I think about those things, I I very much, (laughs) sometimes I just have, the ick factor, like, goes through the roof. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just like, I don't, my daughter, like, she can... Google, even my son, he's like, champagne vibes, champagne vibes, right? And like, he scrolls on YouTube YouTube, and all of a sudden the the real or the short pops up. The short pops up. It keeps me up at night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we're having these, and you know this, Mm -hmm. we talk about it. It keeps me up at night sometimes when I think that I've said something, Mm -hmm. you know, that maybe I didn't really want to say, or maybe that came off not necessarily how I intended it to. Like it yeah. literally keeps me up at night when I sometimes go to sleep and, and replay these conversations right. um, in my head. So I so you're, I couldn't even imagine child yeah. Yeah. being worried about them seeing me on the internet with my ass cheeks clapping. Clapping, round yeah. of applause. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> That one even got me. Normally, I could just go right past them. That one, that one landed. Uh, yeah, so stupid. The audacity, like I, I, just, I couldn't, oh. I couldn't. And so, um, <laughs> let's let's pivot a little bit though, because I was, in, as we were prepping for this, one of the the reels that came up was from, um, I don't know if he's a doctor, but doctor brother, doctor Omar, right? Mm, Omar, Omar, who I guess. <laughs> There have been conversations between him and Sukihana. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, where um, he he was asked about that particular clip. Yeah, and, and he said he wouldn't be able to date something. He said he couldn't date her. But I didn't. I didn't look at yes. it. Okay, you, you at a, at a me very high said? level, he was like, okay. I could not date a woman like her um, on account of the fact that she just needs to class it up. She needs to yeah. get it together. It's not that she's not an attractive woman, but she's got a she's got to understand that that that's she's she's doing too much yeah um and they have since like there's a photo of them together now you they know, had a conversation yeah. they did have a conversation and here's what I will tell you about Sukihana I think 90 percent of it is for the cameras um and 10 you know 10 percent of it is authentic but I think she she chalks it up to the cameras and I think at the end of the day she's a mother um and you can tell she cares and she goes hard behind her kids. Yeah. Um, you can tell that that has been evidenced 
and the birthday party she recently threw for her for her child and even chronicled on Love and Hip Hop. But um, they they got together. They had a photo op. Maybe they had a conversation. Um, and I think it will be very interesting to see how she transitions from there. But yeah, bringing up Dr. Umar. Uh, because there was a very spirited conversation that um, he had one time on The <laughs> Breakfast Club yeah. with Charlemagne, and they were talking about Dion Sanders, right? So another example of somebody who has a platform. Mm-hmm. Dion, as we know, is a uh, pro athlete, played retired, retired yeah. played football, um, uh, just fantastic at what he does. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's not, we're not the podcast to confirm that. Like prime time. Right, yes. A lot of people try to exactly. be like him. And so um he, as we know, went to go be the head coach at Jackson State, mm-hmm. which is an HBCU. Shout out the HBCUs. And um there was a lot of conversation because I guess he only stayed for what, two seasons? A few years, a couple um, of years, yeah. And then transitioned to um, Colorado University to be right. the head coach there. And there was conversation about him being a sellout. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the questions were did he spend enough time to uh, at JSU? And really use the platform that he has to elevate the causes of HBCUs um, and to put them in a better place. Yeah. And I think there's some parallels to the conversation that we're having about just celebrities of color in general and their platforms and whether um, they've leveraged those in a way to elevate, to 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 climb and, or oh, I keep always forgetting this, but they're climbing yeah. and they're lifting yeah. as they're going. So bringing the people behind Bring them. The people. Um, I will say though, HBCUs already have esteemed reputations. I mean, I, coming from, you know, the Southern University, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, you know, we have a large following. I think that, you know, what he did for Jackson State in that time was fantastic. Um, but there are a lot of HBCUs that already have that esteem, have the fan base, mm-hmm. have the alumni chapters, have the recognition, the notoriety and all those things. And so um, appreciate him for what he did. Um, but I think that is also a testament to just what I was saying, right? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm very careful to say that we as black people need to change ourselves because of what society, i.e. white people expect or what they're going to think about us or what makes right or safe. what makes them feel safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think Dion had a great thing. He had a great example to to to, you know, continue to uplift the school that he was at these players um, the swag, of course. Um, but he saw something at a white institution in the university that he thought was better. I don't know if it was money. I don't know if it was notoriety or opportunity. But in like the HBCU circles, there is no more conversation about him. There's no more excitement around like mm-hmm. what he's doing at mm-hmm. Jackson State, the program, yeah. et cetera. Um, and I really don't hear a lot about what he's doing at Colorado State. May not be cu- maybe because it's not a part of my algorithm oh. or my crowd. <laughs> or maybe. But I do know that he was he's trying yet. to bring a lot of the things that he mm-hmm. had at, H- at Jackson. 
Wisconsin to Colorado. And, you know, that's just that can't be you can't take the HBCU shine and transfer it. Well, we see what happens. That doesn't work. Like he was was talking to them about like changing the band and playing some of the music that like the band. You can't do that. Like those skills are not transferable. Don't do that. Like, you know what I mean? And so um, and the same goes for um, another thing that you said, like I think that at HBCUs, like what happens and why they are so special is because they are enclaves for people who are rough around the edges, who may come in as a lost and confused 17 or 18 year old person. Mm-hmm. And the teachers and the professors there, the professors and staff there, they care. So they mold you. Mm-hmm. The years between 18, 17, 18 to 21, I feel like are pivotal. Yep. And I think what an H or I know what an HBCU does is transforms you from a child to an adult to function in this society within those four years. So it's not just about academics, but it's how you present in society. It's about how you carry yourself. It's about being aware of what you're up against Mm -hmm. once you leave Mm -hmm. the safety of the university in your parents' home. And I will say that's what the university did for me. And I And I know that it did that for a lot of its students. Mm -hmm. And so right now you see with the Sukis and, you know, the Cardis and all these people who are deciding to show up Mm -hmm. the way that they've been showing up. That's just no guidance. Mm -hmm. You know, they've just they're just trying to get it and they're trying to get it the best way that they know how. Mm -hmm. And I don't knock them for that. Um, And I think that even with Cardi, she's trying to change her image a little bit like she's. I know she's getting into politics. She was asked by like a couple of like the presidential hopefuls to like Bernie. Yeah, to Bernie to like, Mm -hmm. yeah, send out, I guess, PSAs and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And and that's fine. I respect that as well. But uh, again, you know, I think arrested development is real. (laughs) If you don't have anybody to like Mm. teach you, show you, guide you then you're just going to do mm-hmm. and resort to what you know, child. Yeah, that's true. And uh, shameless plug, um, if you haven't tapped in yet to season one, HBCU versus PWI. <laughs> do it. It's hilarious. It's a hilarious episode. We look at that episode all the, well, not the episode, child, but we look at the pictures. Right. The stills all the time. Because we were not recording laugh. at that point. And yeah. listen, <laughs> Give me grace because that was before I started my reinvention. <laughs> I was like, you were on the up the incline. I realized I needed a reinvention. But yes, um, if you haven't tapped into that episode, catch it on Spotify. That's the only place you can find it. Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, it's, it's not on we YouTube. We did not record oh, that Oh, we were not on YouTube then. Praise Jesus. Thank God. The yeah. stills still crack the us stills up. The stills crack us up. Give us life. But yeah, yeah, tap into that conversation because that really gives some insight to both of our experiences, um, the way you described the the role that HBCUs play um, in in so millions of students' lives and adults' lives, yeah. um, quite frankly, was beautiful. And um, you you do equally as good of a job and did it as equally of good of a job um, explaining that when um, we had that episode. So tap into that conversation, season yeah. one, HBCU. It's a good episode, y'all. It's a good one. Yeah. So you know the Dion thing. I don't really have a, a stick in the game on this right. one. Um, I just don't. But I I, I do think that there is um, 
I do think it's interesting that we that there isn't as much conversation happening there. Um, and listen, we want HBCUs to be known for a number of things, academics, athletics, alumni right. contributions and endowments, et cetera. Um, but I think that there was an opportunity, had he maybe stayed a little bit longer, uh, for, for that to kind of catch on. Um, with other HBCUs um, that we have, but girl, the they tried. They were, they had they a, a few others that had tried to go other places, and it was a big debacle. Like I ain't gonna say that HBCUs are perfect. Perfect, like we got our shit. We do it, but it takes a special type of person. Don't come in here. <laughs> from a big PWI and not understand like the culture of an mm -hmm. HBCU. Like at the end of the day, like you have to know your audience, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I think a lot of people, a lot of these people get it fucked up because they think, okay, I went to this big university. I'm gonna just go ahead on to this HBCU mm -hmm. and it's gonna be the same or I'm gonna expect this or I'm gonna whip this into shape within this amount of time. It don't work like that at an HBCU, oh, child. That's a, that, okay. you, that's a, you you have to turn that ship around. You all you all know it takes a while to yep. turn around a big ass ship, and so um, just understand the the culture. It's not all perfect, mm -hmm. but you know it was perfect for me, and it was perfect for a lot of people. Yeah. So um, I'll leave that there. Yeah. So I think if we're gonna kind of put a bow on the conversation, mm -hmm. there's a, there is a level of social responsibility, but we won't say that. Everybody needs to be a mentor and be looked up to Correct. somewhere in between. And you need to have people that are on either side of the spectrum and absolutely need to have people somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. uh, because you need people that have made it out of situations that look and or feel so, uh, similar and familiar mm -hmm. to ones that you've come out of. Um, but you need to also have people that you see along the way yeah. um, that have gotten from you know the mid the the starting point to the midpoint and who are at the pinnacle mm -hmm. and we have some great examples of that um right now and she I agree with Cardi I think she is she is transitioning she has these moments where she goes back she and forth like when she threw that mic at that yeah that lady child and Girl, I, I would have done, done that the accuracy took me out. Girl, I would have done that. Why would you throw some water on? Okay, this is going to what's popping. Okay, oh, wait. Uh, dang, I had something to say before we transitioned into Sorry, what's what popping. what we were talking about was... What were you saying? People that, like, you need people who start at the beginning, who are in the middle, who are at the end, um, and Cardi kind of teeters between the beginning and the middle. Um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of, oh, here, here we go. go. <laughs> Run it. Run it. So... We got a comment on the conversation about Kiki that mm -hmm. someone said that they were surprised oh, yes. that we felt that way yes. because we said that her uh, her dress was nice. Mm -hmm. It was sheer. Yes, yeah. it was see through um, and her but her butt cheeks were out. They were visible. And we said that, you know, she looked nice and agreed yeah. that she should be able to wear whatever she wants to wear. And it just kind of when you were talking about just kind of being middle of the road on this, that kind of reminded me of that conversation, because mm. I think that, you know, our role is not to tell people what to do or be judgmental about people's decisions. CWP role, right? C yes, yeah. you and I, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm always going to be for, you know, women, you know, doing what they want to do, showing up how they want to show up, you know, being who they want to be. Like, that is the whole 
reasoning behind this podcast mm-hmm. and a lot of things that we talk about. So we will never condemn a woman for, you know, doing what she wants to do or wearing what she wants to wear dressed in the way that she wants to dr- wants to dress. And right. so, you know, we don't really have a, a, a stance on social responsibility. Yes, we, we you know, we would like in for in our own opinions because of the way we show up people to you know uh take that responsibility more serious but at the end of the day you know what my children who would be influenced by this type of behavior consume mm. as their children is up to me mm-hmm. and that would be the only people who would be impacted by a by something that somebody else wants to do, how somebody else wants to live their life. Um, So I just wanted to put that out there because it seems like people Mm. want us to pick a side indefinitely, like definitely, like be finite about picking a side. Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, it's a slippery slope because, you know, I, I can see both sides, all all spectrums, yeah. you know, <laughs> all of you know what I mean. Of course. Um. So I just wanted to put that out there so our listeners can know in case they're like, I'm disappointed that you mm. all didn't say this right. or you didn't say that. Mm. Like I just don't think we will never, um, unless it's something extremely extremely serious. But, mm. um, throw anybody, particularly black women, under the bus no, like that. So yeah, well, we're never gonna do that because look, society does that enough. Right. <laughs> right. It does that enough. This is not the platform for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we will we will put, issue an opinion on certain things. And to your point, the things that are serious. But at the end of the day, um, we're pro black everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> all day, every day, all day, right. everything. Right. Um, and so it's 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 not our job to to render an opinion on that. Uh, Kiki looked great. Kiki was happy, 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 glowing. Listen, just had a baby. Yeah. And I don't know how many of y'all out there have just had babies, but we know that Her that's, body that, that's a so dark good. time sometimes when you're coming out of that. And yeah. the fact that she felt secure enough and beautiful enough to put on that outfit and and to get on a plane and go with her girlfriends to go have a, a moment with Usher. At the Usher I would have loved that at oh, girl, girl. At, at when I had my first postpartum baby. Girl, the way the I way, was walking in that chair, the way I was trying to get my, my prayers. skin together, I had <laughs> acne for days. You, I mean, if you know, you know. If you know, you girl. And so I would the, have loved that. The girls that get it, get it. And um, and it's not to be divisive in that statement, as much as it's just like we are going to support black women living their best life and doing it in a way that is not disparaging to the broader community right. every single day. Yeah. So yeah, I remember seeing that comment and being like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you were this. So like we're gonna let that sit there. You know, I think Sukiana is learning. I'm I'm sure she's yeah. she's young, at least younger than me. She's learning, she's growing. Did I cringe when I saw that video? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just like, God damn, like why? Mm-hmm. Why? But you know, I can't discount her journey, her experience. Mm-hmm. Um, either, you know what I mean? And so everybody is different and everybody is on their own journey. Everybody have their own experiences and their own lives to live. Yes. So I could hope and, and wish a person shows up and acts a certain way, but at the end of the day, that's not up to me. No, so no. here we are. <laughs>
Yes. And we I, could just provide another example. Another example. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, and I apologize. My AC is fixed. So yay. Good. Yay for was good AC. Yeah. So, okay. Let's turn this into what's popping. I don't know why I said what's popping. Um, but. Actually, I well, didn't prepare, child. I don't have a what's popping. Okay. What are we talking about? Okay. 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 So the what's popping that I had. Um, I, I could pull one real quick. Yeah, yeah. The one that I had was about this guy. Have one. Um, oh, our faves over here. Oh. Happy anniversary, Boy Graham's World. Um, our friends that we met at the Buku Co Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, happy anniversary. Um, so yeah, um, wanted to talk about this guy who apparently went on a date, mm -hmm. went to a restaurant, got flowers. And did you see this one? No. Oh, okay. Went to a restaurant, got flowers, and um, got stood up by his date. And he was oh, in Atlanta. I saw, he was on the Instagram. He I was like was, crying. He, I he just want my person. I just want my person. I just don't understand. And um, Girl, stop. <laughs> and I'm out here to laugh at him because who doesn't want their person? Yeah. I mean, there are people. Out I mean, there, people right? are making some big decisions to find yeah. their person, child. They're risking it all for that person, right? And so. um, you know, when I saw that, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be honest. I felt bad for the man, girl. I felt bad for the man because I was like, wait a minute, you've been talking to this person consistently <laughs> for like two to three weeks, so you've gotten through the you you're in the talking stage, yeah, and like there are stages talking. Dating, mm -hmm. exclusive, Exclu yeah, exclusivity, mm -hmm. exclusivity, marriage, per no engagement, oh, engagement, then and marriage. then marriage. Okay. Yes, <laughs> then comes the baby and the baby carriage. Okay, okay. So they were in the talking stage <laughs> yeah. and transitioning from talking to dating. to dating. Correct. And um, this person did not show up to the date. Just did not show up to the date, girl. And look. this man. Was big sad, real bad sad, and um, I just I don't know. Like if I look at, I mean this this there were one hundred and seventy four point three k likes on this particular story on the the site that I was looking at, and I guess the question that I have is, why are we posting this to? The socials. Why are we they not taking our embarrassment? Everybody posting everything online. That's what I said. I know more about people's <laughs> lives than, than need I know. need to know that I've ever knew in my yes. entire life. I know how people live. I know what's going on in their lives. Like everybody wants to bring everything to the socials. I don't know. I looked at his. I think he's a comedian. So I don't know if that was a joke Ugh. or a skit. I know. You know, I did see. That. I know it happens mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of goes back to our good guy versus bad guy conversations. Mm -hmm. Oh, um yeah. conversation. Mm -hmm. Um sorry to that man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I just I don't know what happened between the conversing and dating stage. Maybe she found something that was a ick. Maybe she went on the social media and yeah. uh, like saw something she didn't like. But I, mean, I remember being a single girly in my twenties. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I I I wasn't that nice. I really was. I was not that nice. Were you a savage in your dating life? I was savage. In your dating life? 
I really was. Mm-hmm. And um, it was immaturity. I it was mm-hmm. just a, definitely immaturity and a lack of growth. Um, but I definitely I um, displayed some savagery mm-hmm. in my dating life back when I was in like, you know, my 20s. Mm-hmm. Early 20s and college, mm. late teens. Yeah. So. So I'm in my dating era now. Again. And here's what I will say. If I were feeling icks from somebody that I was in the process of transitioning from conversing to dating with I what to be honest I probably would still go on the first date I wouldn't stand him up because here's the thing I I wouldn't want that done to me yeah um I wouldn't stand him up or I would call and have a conversation to be like you know what um really enjoyed the time that we've spent talking yeah I just feel like I want something different but what I'm not doing is standing you up and having you show up to a restaurant with flowers with, fl- with flowers with you know some level of excitement like I'm going to calibrate expectations before we sit down and break bread yeah. because um you know dates I know dates cost money y'all know y'all heard yeah. my Mastro's order <laughs> Um, but I'm just not going to do that. Like I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna cut it off before it I gets. I think to dating that point. in your 40s is definitely different than dating in like your 20s. Like there's so much life to have. You were still doing that now. I would think that there was something wrong with you. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. we know how to use our words mm-hmm. appropriately. Yep. We have we know how to process our feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's there's a difference between then and and now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would call it mature dating. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, I just think that like, <laughs> yeah, that's certainly she was, she saw something, something disturbed her, mm. something turned her off and she didn't have the words or the maturity mm-hmm. to just communicate, yeah. you know, what, how she felt or what happened. Yeah. So sorry to that man. And so, sorry to all the men out there that like actually yeah. go through that because I know it's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I know it happens more often than not. Right. Then it you know? should. And then it should. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you have? Uh, but there's so many. Okay. So I, I was have, just I running through my mind. You have a funny one. I have a more serious one. Because, oh. you know, I like to get into serious. I like do. to get into Can serious. Can I just make a light one? No, because we're going to need a light one really after I'm done with oh, this God. one. Okay. We're okay. going to lift it up. All right. Okay. So, and we're, and we're going past time. But anyway, so Florida public schools okay. have decided to teach that slavery, that there were some benefits to slavery. So they're saying that even though slavery was an atrocity, that the slaves somehow benefited benefited from the skill sets, from, from a skill set that they learned or got through slavery. <sighs> and I just think that that is abomination. And I just think that there is such an abomination. Right. And I'm so perturbed. And I just don't think enough people are in an uproar about mm-hmm. This should be that we should be we should be everybody should definitely be very upset, highly upset, highly engaged to what's going on mm. about um, this new standard of, you know, education uh, for the students in Florida. Um, it's it's a high level of disappointment. I feel like it's a slap in the face to our ancestors and to us um, because who's to say that first of all, these people were held and confined against their will. Yeah. 
First of all, let's be honest. (laughs) Transported. Transported. And we're not going to even go to the rape, the pillage, the death, Mm. separating mothers from their children, Mm. all of the things that these people had to endure. And secondly, who's to say that these people didn't have these skills when they came here? We know that these people were the strongest of the strongest. They survived the ship ride Mm -hmm. from Africa all the way to America when many people had, you know, jumped over, committed suicide. They were on top of each other. There was feces, urine, all the things. Just, well, so just imagine the illness even that came the from the, the, the people who were transporting them, the plague. Exactly. The ratatouille, all those things. All the thing, all the things that these people had to endure. These were the strongest of the strong. <laughs> you so stupid. Not the ratatouille, bitch. <laughs> I can't. I'm not dealing with you. I told you this is serious. <laughs> we can't do a whole bottle. I'm not doing this today. I'm not being serious. I, I am very serious okay. about this. When I, I get political, I'm serious. That's right. Okay. When I get political, I'm okay. I'm just saying. I just think that is is is. I don't know. It's just it's sad where we have come to us in a society that like these race politics are what people think will get them elected to be to the presidency. Yeah. Um, and I feel like everybody should just be should pay attention to what's happening and be more um, outraged about this new standard in education because um, there was no benefit to slavery. There was nothing that came. There was nothing good that came out of slavery. There was no skill set that Mm. our ancestors acquired that benefited them in any kind of way from slavery. I'm not I'm not accepting that we're going to say slavery was what it was. It was an abomination and it's a shameful stain on America's past and our history. Mm. And it's shameful that people are trying to change that narrative. Yeah. And, you know, shame on. Florida's governor, um, who shall go named, Ron DeSantis, um, who's really like leading this effort. And as I was getting ready to go to bed yesterday, um, I was watching a news program and they were talking about just the the state of affairs right now with Ron DeSantis, who, as we know, is a presidential bid. Um, and they said this man is really running a whole entire campaign on like Donald Trump bashing. Yeah, and, but and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, We've got to understand that, yes, he might be going after Donald Trump, but like recognize he's not even a snake in the grass. He's a snake on just a white marble floor. Yeah. Right. And what that means, if we think Trump was bad, we got to be really worried about DeSantis. And I'm a, I am know we don't try to make this a political platform, but we got to be really worried about a DeSantis if there's any way, shape or form that he can get any type of Republican nomination for the presidency. Yeah. Because the difference between him and Trump is that like he's really, really educated. Like he is far smarter than Trump. Um, and if we think that what's happening in Florida is scary, imagine when you have a national platform to be able to make those types of Where decisions. Where he's electing judges right. and, right. and if, again, cabinet members. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. What's happening with the Supreme Court? We're talking about people who were elected into the Supreme Court decades ago who are finally making decisions that are impacting us today. Girl, Mitch McConnell had a whole stroke on TV. <laughs> I'm not laughing because these people are old. The fuck? Get these people 
out. I, I mean, they got to go. Like yes. somebody said, like that 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 is just how much power. Like how they're mm-hmm. trying to hold on yeah. the power. They literally dying. They're dying in front of in us front on of camera. Us on camera and still trying to hold on to whatever little power that they have. It's it's insane. It's disgusting. <sighs> and listen, like it's happening on both sides. I mean, Biden's falling all over the place. Hey girl, too. he can't exactly. climb up we the stairs. He's coming out of the the cargage the cargo. <laughs> cargo hold of Air Force One at this point. Like, look, it's bad all around. But what we know we got to do is we got to vote. This is why we only do the small bottles. I cannot. I cannot. We got to stop. I'm done. Okay. Okay. This was the funny one I had. What? Um, Carly. Carly's boyfriend. Oh, he's doing tours now. He, he about to pop up in Atlanta try to find a woman. Love Island. I love saw that. He tried and to find then, a woman. Then I heard like his he he's doing it, but somebody told him like his attorney or something told him not to post right. it. No, but he's still doing it's it out there, child. It's, he he promoted. He got a whole promoter. He got a whole promoter. So he Car- got a flyer. So basically, Carly's worst nightmare it's is happening. coming true, right. child. What she did all of this for <laughs> to prevent to prevent is actually coming to fruition. Some good friends and around she's you, she's gonna y'all. go to jail. She goes in her mugshot. And she, she's smiling coy at the camera. Girl, and he's smiling she coy jail. for that flyer, child. Girl, because his life is about to take off. He going to the A. And of all the cities to go to, the where a. the male-female ratio is completely imbalanced. Completely. Oh, he going to find a wife or two. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's that's the episode. That's what's popping. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We we're done. We only, this is why we ch- went down to we the 1.87 ml. Exactly. Not the full bottle shot. <sighs> Never again. No. Okay. Well, listen, y'all know where to follow us. Um, Champagne Wives uh, at gmail.com. Champagne Wives Podcast on IG. Champagne Wives Podcast on TikTok. Champagne Wives Podcast on YouTube. Keep running those numbers up. <laughs> Keep tapping into the conversation. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Bye, Bye. y'all.